Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to the Asia Tech Podcast. Today should be an interesting one. Who do we have in the studio with us today? We're at Seven Peaks Software, which is kind of neat. Thanks for coming, by the way. Thank you for having me again. And who do we have today? Um, Wimin Taraj. Right, so Wimin <laughs> you were saying before we started recording, it's a, it's a name for the hospitality business? Why? Um, I don't know. Like, Wimin Raj sounds like a stage name, don't you think? But it a actually, little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but it's actually my real name. And, you know, when I was in hospitality... No one called you Gam? Very few nickname. people. Very few people. Only people that very, very, very close to me. Other than that, I insist to be called Kun Wimintra. <laughs> but, but what do you prefer that I call you? Gam, actually. Really? Like, I don't know. I think, like, last year, since last year, since we last talked, I kind of, like, reinvented myself. Tell me. So from Wimintra, now I'm GAM everywhere. <laughs> uh, from Wimintra, now you're GAM. Everywhere. And, you know, the way I dress change, I guess. A little. Really? I don't know. Like, yeah. I was wearing sneakers more. Maybe. Where I've never worn sneakers maybe before. Maybe today because you're dressed really nicely. That's what I'm used to, actually. Yeah, but actually I still dress nice. But yeah. yeah. I guess you couldn't wear sneakers into hotels a lot, no? No, never. Yeah, that was not going to work so well. No, no. But what is it about... Your name, Wimintra. Is it a popular Thai name? Like, is it actually common? no? Not like really, my ma- right? my mom came up with it because she said mix it together, and that's that's Wimintra. Yeah. And what about your last name though? Because that's is that's that my a- husband' last name. Oh, okay, so. that's not a Thai name. No, no. What is Raj? R A J. Oh well, his because his dad's is Fiji Indian, so that's where it came from. So interesting. So I have this women Taraj name, and every time I go to the airport, I and people have to pick me up with the sign women Taraj, they would expect someone else. They'd be like, "Oh, I thought you were Indian." I'm like, "Sorry, just not." So this is one of my favorite stories. When I was at Goldman Sachs, mm. I was in Hong Kong for four or five months trying to help them fix and build a business there. And at the end of my trip, one of my friends' friends who was Hong Kongese, but was living in, living in, not in Bangkok, living in Tokyo, Mm. wanted me to bring something back with them. And it turns out that that thing that they wanted me to bring back was a pink mink coat. Cute. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. And all I could think of was, what is this going to look like when I go through immigration? I'm not kidding. I'm like, oh God, pink, really? Like the other thing I could probably explain about a pink mink coat for a guy it's not big. Yeah. It's just going to look weird. Anyway, and just going like, it's for a friend I didn't think was going to fly. Anyway, my last name is W-A-I-T-Z-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a normal name. Mm. It's not abnormal. It's weights, right? Like lifting yeah. weights. So fair enough. But what I didn't know was that in Chinese, there is a name, Y, W-A-I, uh-huh. T-Z-E, Tse. Mm. Okay. So the guy who was bringing me this mink coat was not expecting me. This is why I'm telling you this, because it's like you at the airport. He literally had a piece of paper written down. I went downstairs to the lobby of the hotel where I was staying on the day before I was about to leave. And he said to me, I, I see a guy holding a pink mink coat. And I'm like, that's for me. And he was like, it says here, white say, and you're not Chinese. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> right. Okay. So it reminds me of this. Yeah. Anyway, a little bit of a diversion. So if you've reinvented yourself this year, see, normally I would think if you reinvented yourself, you'd go from GAM 
Which is a nickname that you've used your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. To Wimintra, which is mm-hmm. like your official given name. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool name anyway. Like I go by Michael. Yeah. 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 I uh, guess, you know, it's just a different, like the way we grow is different. I guess, um, you know, I think we talked about this before or not, like because we talked a lot, a lot. in the past years. But um, it's like, yeah, coming from uh, hospitality industry, running my own business, think, yeah. thinking to myself that I was a big shot. <laughs> and I t- I've always had, but, <laughs> but then prove myself that I'm actually not. So it's kind of like, you know, reborn a little. Ah, uh, so you went more casual because you thought before I was acting like a big shot. Yeah. And now I'm just going to act like me. Like, I'm just going to be like, you know, I know what I don't know. And I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Before it was like, I know, I know, I know. Right, right, right. Right? And because, and then people, people make me believe that I know. Like in hotels, if you go back, every interview, everything, every event, people think, oh, Kumita knows, she's la la la, the best la la la. And then you go back to bed at night and you think, shit, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of my, my journey. I think one of the real marks of success is this idea of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I really do. I believe it's real. It is real, right? Yeah, I know. It's real for me, too, right? Yeah. And it's so strange. Like, you have to get comfortable knowing that you don't know all yeah. this stuff. And it's okay. Yeah. I mean, look, you've, you started a new job recently, yeah? Yeah. What are you doing now? I'm just basically run a... Don't do that. No, just basically. You're doing okay. what? I'm doing... I'm running a NFQ Thailand office. Which is... Which is a software developing outsources company. But this is the perfect example. Have you ever run a software company before? I have no idea. You have no idea. About anything IT related. But don't you think that previously building yourself from zero into this expert in the hospitality yeah. business now means you know whether you use your full name or yeah. go more casual and use your nickname mm. that there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff you don't know and now uh-huh. you feel like that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas before, whereas if you started doing this before, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't sleep tonight because I have no idea. Right. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so what is NFQ? Does it stand for something? I don't know. You need to ask Lars. I'll ask he has, Lars. He has a very, um, yeah, interesting explanation for it. No problem. Um, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. We're actually two decades old, so it's not a new company. Oh, wow. Uh, but Bangkok office is very new yeah. two years um and they were looking for someone to run it and here i am run a, a bunch of tech people i don't know what uh dependency injection was but now <laughs> i but now i kind of do but uh, but, it makes but me yeah nervous. that's it so we are you know we the plan is to grow the office to grow the talent let's just say to grow talent because we really do want quality people and we want to grow potential candidates or yeah people how big is the company right now anyway outside of thailand uh, 360 something i wasn't feeling comfortable with that other microphone is it better? It's much better. Don't okay. you? Doesn't it sound better to you? You're like, no, I'm not listening. I don't know. <laughs> I can't hear. <laughs> but it's more than 300 people. Yeah. And if you include Europe, it's actually more than that. Just in Asia, it's three, yeah, 60 something. 
Do you feel like moving into something new? Like you've kind of been working to this your whole life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like working alone, one of the reasons, like, okay, yesterday there was a candidate that came in who actually told me that he Googled me and then he found me on the true podcast that we did together. I love and it. he was like, oh my God, I love that podcast. And then he said to me, you know, he learned everything himself, coding and English and everything. And then, oh, wow. and then he said, this, this is a time where I have to go somewhere that is bigger than me, somewhere where people can teach me things, somewhere where someone can tell me that I was wrong. It has exactly like resonates to how I felt two years ago. Yeah, because you kind of reached this point where you yeah, were I was like, like where, I'm, where I'm going. Now, now what do I do? Now what? Yeah, exactly. And who do I look to? Yeah. Right? And it's this weird thing, right? Like so many people are so focused on I know everything, I can do everything, I don't need you to tell me what to do. But I think it takes somebody with real self-awareness yeah. to say, I've gotten to here. But if I want to get way further, yeah. now I need to be around other people exactly. who can tell me what they've been through. You need to have someone that, you know, tell you that your shit stink, basically. <laughs> no, serious. Like, in hotels, doesn't, like, at the end of the day, we go out for dinner together. We open a bottle of champagne or three, and everything is fine again. Nobody yeah. tell you. No, nobody tells anything. Yeah. Like, do you feel like... You're still at the stage now because you did this hotel thing for so long. What was the name of that company you had? Hotel, hotel Intel. You're right, Hotel yeah. Intel. Like that was the whole thing. Do you feel like you're still the hotel woman in some people's minds? I, I still love doing that. No, and I, I know, I know, I know. People still think that like that. Even in my company, in even at NFQ, if someone wants to know something about hotel, they would still come to me. Right. They would be like, where should I stay? Where should I eat? Where to go? what to do, right. things like that. You know, I'm still a go-to person when it comes to hotels. I have been outside of the finance industry now for <laughs> 11 years. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I still think of myself as that guy from Goldman Sachs. Yeah. But a lot of people now don't even know I ever did that. Mm. And it took a while. Yeah. I feel like I still have the knowledge so I can have a conversation with you about trading and about finance and about structured products and everything else. But I love the idea that people don't know that now. Mm -hmm. right? Why is that? Because, first of all, it's shocking to people when I can have a conversation about trading. They're like, mm. how do you know that? Right. Right. So you, li you like that um, surprise that come to people mind. So I but I did this a few years ago, right? I had an interview with, an interview, I had a conversation with the president of K-Bank. Mm-hmm. And it was at an event. This is a long time ago now, maybe seven years ago. And I'll never forget it. Really smart guy. Mm. Really, really smart guy. And his team wouldn't let me prep with him. Ah. Anyway, so he just sat down cold with me. Now, I know more about banking and technology in relation to banking than he thinks I do. Mm. So I don't want to surprise him. But I had to tell him before we start. Just, I said to him just before the cameras went on because it was, it was filmed. I was like... Just so you know, like I worked at Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs for 20 years and I did this, this that, and the other thing. And he was like, oh, you mean this is going to be real? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not just going to be some fake conversation about some journalist. Right. It's a person who actually has domain knowledge. So for me, and I realized that day, yeah, actually that is useful. It's super useful if someone doesn't know what you know. Right. Anyway. 
So you'll get this over time, but it took me about 10 years to get away from this idea of being the guy from Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just the podcast guy. Yeah, but I guess, you know, for me, it's kind of claimed my advantage because I'm not your yeah. typical techie manager or, or boss. I'm just different. So I guess that kind of draw into um, people's attention. Like, for example, the other guy came in the other day. He read my article and, you know, I was talking about people coming from hospitality. We always about people. And yep. It's really true. Yep. And then he... And I said in the article that, you know, what we offer is no different than other people with beanbags and lunch and buffet. But we also offer that human touch. Doesn't mean I'll go and hug you, but like you can come and you don't have to die alone in your little bedroom. And right. he said he liked that. He doesn't want to die alone anymore. No, no. Exactly. And it was like, wow, people. Yes, that's that's what I meant. But it's also super cool that you can bring that now into the software industry. Yeah. Because it's weird because the people that you're competing with have been in software their whole lives. Yeah. So all they, and this is one of the reasons why I love doing what I do too, right? Because I come at it from a different angle. Yeah. So you come at it from a different angle too. Yeah. And that's got to help you, no? I, I don't know. It works for two <laughs> candidates already. So I'm, I was, I'm hoping for more. Yeah, but it's more than <laughs> just the candidates, right? Yeah. Because at some point you're going to be the face of the business in Thailand. Yeah. You already are, right? I mean, to be honest, when I saw the first post that you made, I was like, Gam's doing that now? Yeah. And you know that everybody's doing that. Yeah. Right? But it's funny because the first time you see somebody do it, you're like, "Mm, that seems a little bit strange. And then they do it again Mm. and again. And then you know what? Then they just are that person. Yeah. 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 So interesting. So where is the office now? At Amarine Plaza. Okay, so right off the BTS. Yep, it's, it's a very nice location. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is really nice. And it's not it's like next to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so I just go like have lunch and coffee there. <laughs> you get like the best of both worlds. Yes. How big do you think this gets in Thailand? Um, I have a plan for, I have a rough number of how I want to have. Yeah. A hundred. A hundred people. Mm-hmm. Is this, talk to me about the software business a little bit, at least what you've learned in the past, however long you've been doing this. Is it bigger than people think? You know what? When I got in, I, I didn't know how big it, it is. It's actually really big. I just got back from Germany for oh, the I was trip. I ask you. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. From, from the trip, we met some of our clients and you know, potential clients, and the event was like 70,000 people. 70,000 people? It's actually big. Okay, it's not like as crazy big as ITB Berlin with a million people in hotels, but 70,000 and we met, uh, you know, they're big clients. They're actually really big. We, I was always, because I have a friend that actually run the same business here in Thailand. Okay. Um, Jan from Ozu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we've been friends for, for many, many years. Same and here. he was like, yeah, I'm doing website for people. Right, and I thought, right, right. okay, that doesn't sound like, a gigantic business, but Ozo, and again, I, I don't know. How, <laughs> we can argue about that later. Yeah. I never know how to pronounce the name of his company. How, how do you say Ozu? It? Ozu? Yeah. Let's just settle on that. Yeah. And I we'll think talk so. about it like that for the rest of the Sorry, Jan. <laughs> Sorry, Jan, if we get it wrong, but I mean, <laughs> but you, yeah, but you that's, named it. But that's like, like, I, like when, when I introduce him to other people, I'll be, Jan does websites. Yeah, more than <laughs> but that. I know, but I didn't but know. You didn't know that, right? And then he was just saying, you know, my clients are this and this and that, and I'd be like, 
Okay, you just does website for this X and Y C, but that yeah. but it's actually way more than that, huge, and make a lot of money. And now I know. So Mark Andreessen famously said, and this is now years ago, right? That software is eating the world. Mm. And I don't want to be trite, but the office where we're sitting today has a hundred people in it. I know. I've been here. Right, it has a hundred yeah. people in it. And one of the interesting thing that's, things that's happening, and I'm curious if NFQ does this as well, is the longer you're just writing code for other people, the more you must have ideas that don't get implemented. Because here's what I think, right? <clears throat> if you have 100 clients, yep. they all have 100 ideas, and you've got to implement those ideas for them. But in the interim, while they're building, like you said, this and this and that, there are still gaps everywhere. I, I wonder, and I'll have to ask Lars this, right, as well. Mm. Do you guys also build your own stuff? No, not yet. Because here they do, right? I mean, actually, well, internal stuff, yeah, we do, but not like not like Seven Peaks build property, property flow. flow. Yeah, no, right? No, I feel like but that could a, be a good idea. I feel like it's a not yet, though, don't you? Yes, it could be a good idea. It could be a good idea. Thank you. But I mean, isn't that even how um, Moose started? Mm-hmm. What was the name of that business that he built? The magazine reading business. This is years press ago. reader. Ukbi. Know. Yeah, but this is really at the beginning of the startup ecosystem mm. in Thailand. This guy, Mu, whose last name I, I can't pronounce. I just don't know what it is, to be fair. But he was running a development shop. Mm-hmm. And then he looked around and he was like, wait a second, why don't I build this thing too? Since we have all the development skills, mm. I think that that blurring is going to take place. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Eventually. Know. What was Germany like? Had you been to Germany before? No, this is the, f- yeah, it was my first time last week, 10 days ago. And yeah. how long were you there? 10 days. And where was it? Uh, Hamburg. Oh, I've never been there. I, lo- I like it there. And then Berlin. And then I went to Berlin for a bit. Oh my God. What was traveling like? Amazing, actually. Because you don't have to wear masks anymore in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah. You, but you have to wear, you still have to wear it in like subways and um, taxi and on the plane, of course. But yeah. I feel yeah, like so. taking my mask off on the BTS. <sighs> Right. Just to see if a riot starts. Yes. <laughs> but you can now next next month. Mid next month. Wait. Yes, here. Oh, please tell me again. I'm moving closer. Tell me yes. Again. Yeah. So they just announced that they are by the like mid of next month. They will announce that we can leave like we used to any now. Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Yeah. Do you think, sorry, it's not a natural segue, but do you think it changes the way office work happens? In other words, when I went to visit you at your office, there yeah. were people there. And it yeah. felt like almost everybody was there. Yeah. Is that a thing you care about? I do want people to come in because, as I don't know if I mentioned, but like building a, a, a company, we need a founding member. And I see these people as a founding members to come in and like really build a culture yeah. and contribute. That's what I'm actually looking for. Like everyone that comes... Um, into the, my office, they're not only doing their job, they're actually helping me. You know, they're bringing ideas, they, they try to teach me the dependency injection, um, <laughs> things like that. And, they, they, you know, I'm not a technical person. I, I cannot interview candidates and they would help me, they would teach me how to, you know, navigate my way through through these 
candidates and yeah. also with culture. I've never worked in tech. They would tell me, okay, my old company does it. It doesn't work. It should be this way. Like all these kind of things. It's like a free education. Yeah. This 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 is why I want them to come in. And then they debate, they talk, and like, no, my my old boss does that. Oh no, she did that. Like I, I've learned so much. So we talked about this. I think before we started recording. The in-the-office experience is so immersive. Yeah. But if things are going to go virtual, it's not going to work mm-hmm. unless it feels like you're with somebody. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah. you're right, and I, I wrote it down. They're not only doing their job. Yeah. But because, to be fair, if they were only doing their job, then they're not doing enough. Mm. Exactly. We need someone that can do go a little extra. Yeah, a lot like, extra. Because like, if all you do, if you're, and I'm just going to use a baseball analogy, mm-hmm. right? Like, but if all you do is you're the best first baseman who's ever played, yeah. If you're like a bad teammate, then you're a bad teammate. Exactly. Yeah. Because your skill level can actually be a little bit lower. Mm. But I think you're adding more value to the team if you're doing stuff that's exactly. not only your job. Is that? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking for. And I think these candidates that recently come in, they have that attitude because they just realize that two years of sitting at home coding, this is like there's something about my life that I could do. I could contribute to the world. How about contribute to NFQ Thailand with me? Yeah, but this is also (laughs) super interesting, right? Because you read all these articles about people saying, I don't want to go back to work. It's fine. They're not for us. Yeah, I don't want to go back to the office, right? But I think at some point, humans want to interact with other humans. Yeah. So I think flexible work may be a thing. But again, to be fair, early on in the pandemic, I think it must have been September, October, November of 2020, I was talking to the founder of one of the biggest insure tech companies in India, this guy, Yashish Daya. Mm -hmm. And he was thinking... You know, we could lower costs by closing some of our offices and just having like 50% of the people come in. And then we could, our margins are higher because we don't have to pay for office space. Yeah. Yep. But we still have the same amount of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, when we talked about implementing this, our staff went nuts. They wanted to see their staff members, right. their staff mates. Yeah. They wanted to come to work. Yeah. And I think that over time, I can say, like, oh, I like to work alone, I'd like to be by myself. Yeah, but at some point, people go a little bit nuts. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. In a way, I think it helps you if you have an office. Mm. I heard about a couple of software development houses in Thailand that don't have office that are completely remote. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to run into problems. Yeah. What do you think? I like Again, like I said, if people don't want to come to work, that's fine. They're not for us. We're looking for more than just a quarter. We, I'm looking for a human that can work and also can contribute. Right. And I believe that <coughs> workers, workers, that's not the right term, workers. People that are doing people the work. People that, yeah, yeah employees. The, the employees want more than just get work done and, and go home and sleep. They want to feel the importance. They don't want to have self, you know, somewhere that can help them with self-esteem. At the end of the day, we are human. We are Man. complex and we ha- all, you know, fucking ahead somewhere. <laughs> but, but, no, but, no, but. But even when I think about my days at Goldman Sachs, right, the best part of the job, I mean, obviously the job was fun and we got yeah. paid a lot of money, but the best was like after when we went home, after we finished working, it was like, what are you doing tonight? Mm. Let's go down to the Oak Door and have a glass of wine. Yeah. That's where the business really got built. Right. Because that's where you connected with your colleagues. Yeah. I don't think that ever goes away. No, it won't go away. 
like it's it's funny like it took us you know it took me to germany half way around the world just to connect with my colleagues that i could have do i've could have done it through my computer yeah. but it was just us getting there doing these things together that we like oh this is great but even you and i right like yeah we could have done this remotely you could be sitting at your office right now yeah and i could be sitting in here mm. having this high quality conversation yeah but it's so much better face so to much face. better and i think we built that kind of relationship through the years when we did all those podcasts at the true but i think that that was really important yeah right because sitting there in that room even without the mics. Yeah. And just chatting was like, these are very smart people. I yeah. should talk to them more often. Exactly. Kind of thing, it's know? like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I should, <laughs> I should do that. Yeah. I should definitely do that more. Yeah. Huh. So what stage would you say that NFQ is at right now? From your perspective. When did you join? <sighs> Two months ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because even for me now, I'm starting to think, like, that's what you do, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so two months ago. So what stage is it? <sighs> for NFQ Thailand? Yeah. Um, I think we, what does it say? Embryo? No, we're more than that now. We yeah, are, way more. Because you're moving office already. Yeah, we have to because we already outgrown that office. But that's insane. Yeah. Right, so this gets back to the part of the conversation of how big is the software world? Big, huge. And are your clients here? No. Oh. Only in Europe and the Middle East. Wait a second. So Why am I, I don't want to compete with these guys. <laughs> I'm like, some of them are my friends. So I'm like, okay, you do whatever you do. Yeah. We can talk about that too. But most of your clients, most of NFQ's clients are in Europe. Yeah. Germany, to but, be precise. But the biggest office for NFQ right now is in Vietnam. Yeah. 300 people, you said. Yeah, that, 360. Yeah. And no clients in Vietnam? No. None? No. That's fascinating. I'm thinking. Hmm. I don't know what you're thinking, but do tell. At some point, the ecosystem here, meaning just the corporate ecosystem, I'm not talking about startups at all, mm -hmm. it's just going to keep growing, right? It's, it's still growing. Yeah. It's way more immature than it is in Europe or in mm -hmm. the United States. And they're going to need the same services that you have, right? I mean, this is the long game, no? Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. Somebody going to need a mobile app. Somebody going to need web developers like we have all those right somebody gonna need games and blockchain and other things that you know do you follow the blockchain space no like honestly michael i don't even know what the dependency injection was <laughs> what is it you, this is like, <laughs> and that's the only thing that i know but this like is like I the third or fourth time you've said this i, know, so I wasn't gonna ask when we no were but don't ask don't ask don't i ask, only okay. i i only know the term and i kind of like Throw pretend to, make it pretend to know what it is so that I sound like I know my things. I won't <laughs> say I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I even asked a candidate that and they were like, they thought that I knew. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lingo. It's always, good to, <laughs> it's always good to throw it around. I think that at some point, and this is why I asked about local clients. I think mm. at some point, right, like the market here is just going to be too big. And that the software companies that are here, because they're expanding as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm here. Yeah. It's just going to get so big that it's going to be this combination of competition and cooperation. Oh, yeah, of course. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. It would be. Just like in hotels and any other business, I guess. It's going to be like that. Yeah? Mm. Do hotels use technology a lot? Do you know what I mean? Like, is there a merging of those two things that you've done? <sighs> should they use it more? Oh, my God. That they was, they that was a should. Good sigh. Like, 
they're pretty um yeah, we talk about hotel tags all the time, but at the end of the day, it never it was never really complimented properly and it's annoyed guests and it annoys the staff and then, you know, it's never actually worked. There's if you talk about big software like um booking engines and, you know, price comparison and things like that's fine that Fair those enough. are those those fine those are fine. Fair enough. Do you think you can take some of the skills that you took out of running your own business, mm-hmm. but also just being involved in hospitality at scale for, I don't know, it feels like more than a decade mm-hmm. and bring them into the software business? I think, I think I've already been doing that with my office. Yeah. Like I see it as my own money and my own business. So I'm really careful about what I do and what I don't do for the business. And as for like coming from hospitality, I think the way I approach people are probably different okay and also i was just thinking you know i want to add value to my people i was even thinking about doing a butler course for them what does that mean like butler course is fun it's not about two shinings and backpacking it's about you know having a conversation when to say yes when to say no how to say no by saying yes Yes. and things like that like i want my people to actually have you know, be able to to do that. It's sophisticated. Do you think it gives you an edge? I think so. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was, we, we picked the um, activities, month activities, and I was told that, oh, you know, take guys, they don't care about your fancy, fancy stuff. They want to go down and dirty. And I, and so I said, okay, what about, do you want to do white testing? And everyone was like, yes, I've never <laughs> done white testing. What is it like? I want to go, like, they want to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. We, not we, like people assume that take guys will just, I don't know, eat on the street or whatever, right, right, but right. they're actually, they're people too. Yeah, like this idea that a tech guy just wants Doritos and beer. Yeah, no. It's not true. No. It's not true at all. Exactly. I, I, I don't know if I should tell this story. I had a, I had a, a maid when I was in Tokyo. Yeah. She was awesome. And one night I wanted her to come and babysit for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter was really young. And I said to her, Lydia, can you come on Thursday night? And she goes, oh, Thursday I cannot do. And I was like, okay, she's probably already babysitting somewhere else. Mm. But I just asked because I was interested. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing on Thursday? <laughs> she said to me, I'm going to a wine tasting. Yeah, see? It's the same thing. Yeah, we assume. We assume that they want certain things because the way they look, the how they work or whatever, whatever. But they're human. Yeah, they have the same aspirations. Exactly. And just because a guy knows JavaScript or a girl knows PHP or they're coding in Ruby on Rails don't, doesn't mean they don't want foie gras. Exactly. Or, or at least try it. Yeah, right? And yeah. a bottle of champagne. Exactly. Why? So like, they were like, yes, we want to do that. Huh. This could be a big differentiator in hiring though, no? That's what I said, 100%. That's why I think that's my unique selling point. <laughs> that's, my US, that's my USB. <laughs> yep. Is it interesting for you, after running your own business, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked about this online, so we can mention it, right? Running your own business... Also buying a business and being budget constrained to being, let's just say less budget constrained. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? Actually, um, if it was my money, I would just spend. But when it's other people's money, I kind of, I do, I still spend. My boss was a good otherwise. I still spend, but I still think about it a lot more. If it was my own money, I'll be like, fine. (laughs) 
spend it. I'll I'll find it somewhere else. I'll find it when it times come. But now it's like, yeah, there's real number, real figure that I I'm responsible for. Yeah. So for the first time in my life, I've got a business partner. Yeah. Right. And he is just so. What's the right? I want to be polite about this. His perception on how to spend money, let's just say, is the opposite of mine. Yeah. Right. If you look around this room, we've got four microphones, a nice audio deck, like all this kind of great equipment. Yeah. And I would buy more. Mm. And he's like, let's get another client first before we get some more equipment. Right. And I was like, but if we don't have the equipment, we can't get the client. And if we want to sell to a client, we've got to look like we have enough other clients. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's got to be some balance there somewhere, but it's got to be nice. Again, getting back to this thing you said before, almost like the programmer who's like, I just want people that are going to help me out. Yeah. 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 It, It is like that. Yeah. Do you feel like it's good for you? I think so, 100%. Like I've, I think I've learned so much. In just two months? Yeah, so much. Like I have a mentor ses- session with my CEO, my boss, every week. Do you really? Yeah, it's just to like, you know, talk to him about the pro- business problems that I have. And he was like, okay, this is, if it was me, this is how I fix it. And I also have another mentor who's um, my husband's client, the CEO at the Senior Aerospace. Oh, right. For the British company. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's he would, you know, give me business advice and life advice. Like you, when you get home, it's, you know, it's your daughter and stew and not work. Right. You need to be able to do that. Were these mentor sessions Lars's um, suggestion or were they yours? No, they do. Uh, this is um, for my CEO. He's American Vietnamese, Rich. So we do uh, that uh, uh. every week. And I usually text him every day about, Things just, you know, annoys him. But, yeah, things that I don't know. But they must love having somebody there that annoys them. I don't know. You have to ask them. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. But you can ask them. No, but you know what I mean. It all depends on what we consider to be annoying. You always yeah. say this about yourself, like, I'm yeah. annoying this and I'm annoying that. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're just being you. Yeah. And I don't feel like that part of you is going to change. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a great. I think <laughs> it's a great. I think it's a great thing. But and that's you're never going to change. No, but we 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 talked about this earlier, right? I said, don't say I'm just doing this. Yeah. But I mean, part of the mentoring that I do when I talk to people like you are is don't qualify these things. Yeah. We've talked about it, right? Yeah. yeah. You're doing this. Yeah. You're not annoying. You're just persistent. Like it's really different. But if you change the way you think about it, mm. you'll change the way other people perceive it. You. Yeah. Don't you think? It's true. Yeah. And it'll also help you in the hiring process. You know, I've seen a lot of <coughs> advertisements is the wrong word, mm. but a lot of, I really need a UX person. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That one. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Please help me. Yeah. Is it that hard to hire people? And is it just in tech jobs, do you think? Or is it just overall? I think it's overall. Like we have the same problem in hotels, right? Same, same problems. And now too. So what do we do, right? Because there's this weird thing going on in the world, right? Where people want to work, but they want to work the way they want to work. Like when I was, when I graduated from college in the 1800s. <laughs> 1800, yep. You know, the companies would always ask me, okay, we've got 25 applicants for this job. What can you do for us? Mm. And I feel like that that bit has flipped. Mm. Where now candidates can get kind of any job they want if they're good, yeah? And they want to know from the companies, what can you do for me? Like this guy you were talking about earlier, 
I just want people that are going to challenge me, that are going to push me. Do you feel like that's a thing? Not for everyone. I think it's not for everyone. There are people that just want to get their pay shake and go home. Really? And there's people that want to do more for themselves and for other people. Okay. So I guess, like everywhere, you need to find the right people for your company. But how do you do that in an environment that's so hard to hire? But this is why I came out in that magazine interview and said, you know what, I'm not offering anything different than Seven Peaks or Ozu or Mech or other guys because they do have bean bags, they do have table tennis, yep. they do have lunch, they have buffet, yep. free buffet, tabula, yep. they have all the fancy, st- fancy stuff. But I'm gonna offer you this human touch. I'm gonna o- offer you this wine tasting. I'm gonna offer you something that actually these tech guys never thought of because I ca- I come from a different place. And that's a big deal, I think, though. I thought so. Like people like. Because the the article that came out was just so, I think it was just so honest the way, yeah. I, like as I would always be, and people just feel like, okay, this 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 girl, this woman is, yeah, she's honest, so I'm just gonna give you a try. But see, this is what we, this is what I meant earlier when I said it's never gonna change. I feel like when I talk to you, there's no ulterior motive. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the there's a great there's a great. Um, I, I kind of love the Japanese word for this. Mm-hmm. You ask Stu about this when you get home. Uda, which means behind. Mm-hmm. No, which means it's just a possessive word. Uda no saksen. Saksen is strategy. But in this case, it means ulterior motive. Like, mm. there is no back strategy with you, I think. Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're it's just like, <laughs> yeah. There's a big front strategy. Yeah. But that's okay, isn't it? Because I sometimes wonder... I mean, I haven't had a job interview in a while, Mm. but I sometimes wonder when I am talking to people, I can hear the words they're saying. Yeah. I know what each one of those individual words mean. But you don't get it. I don't get it. What are you talking about? Can you Mm. just say, and I say this to people all the time, just give me the context, right? Maybe I because I don't have enough vocabulary. (laughs) No, you did it again. Don't do that. This is a joke. But but you do this in every language that you speak. Yeah. Right, that's just who you are. That's just who I am. Yeah. That's just who I am. Yeah. I do that in Thai interview, in English interview. It's, yeah. But I think over time there's a benefit to that. I think so. People know where they stand. Yeah, with me. Yeah. I'd be really curious to see over time as you grow from how many people right now are in NFQ? Um, It's going to be 20 by the myth of June. Wait a second. Now it's 14. I was going to say, I was in the office. Two weeks ago? That was 12. That's my point. Yeah, 12, and now we have 14, and then four coming next week. So 16, you get to 20 pretty fast, yeah. and you'll be at a hunch soon enough. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> we need to catch up with these guys. These guys are 100 and something. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Jan is like 160 or something. He's moved buildings as well. Already, though. yeah. Wasn't he in... Um, T1. Oh, he's in T1? Yeah. But is he in T1? Is he, He's not in the WeWork offices. He's got his own no, space No, he has there. his own floor. Why did he move out of the Biraj Tower? Because it's too small. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The only good thing about that, not the only good thing, but one of the good things about that building is it's literally, literally right on the BTS. Yeah. And to be fair, T1 is not bad. I don't know. I just need somewhere that is actually okay for everyone, BTS and MRT. 
How important is like just the food choices? Assault is the best for that. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, you, right. you have food court, you have the high end market, you have the low end, you have the street food. It's really important. I'm just trying to think about where I've worked in the past when I had like a real job. The food was actually really important. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We would complain about it. Yeah. The best place and the worst place I ever worked was. You've been to Tokyo? No. I don't. I haven't. I've been to Japan for ski, but not Tokyo. Oh, my God. So you've been to Niseko? Yes. <laughs> all the, all the Thai bad. goes there. The food there's not bad. No, I love it. But the I food. was in Club Med, so basically I just uh, kind of... Okay, so you're off to the side a little bit. If you yeah. actually stay in Hidafu... Mm. I have it. I can hook you up. Yeah. I can hook you up. My friends run that town. Um, they do, actually. They actually built it. But anyway... I worked in this building in Tokyo called Rapungi Hills. Mm-hmm. The building was beautiful. We were on the 48th floor. But because we were on the 48th floor, Goldman actually put a Starbucks. They contracted with Starbucks and put a coffee shop on, the f- on our floor. Because all the Americans need their coffee. I, I met you at Starbucks today. No, because they didn't want us going downstairs and wasting the time. Oh. So even though the building had amazing food choices, mm. we didn't go downstairs a lot because going down 48 floors took, it was a 30-minute trip. Mm-hmm. And that's why they put the Starbucks on the floor. But companies think about this, right? So the question about food was not like, it was not whimsical. Yeah. It's a real thing. No, it's, it is. Yeah. Like even water. So we have the free water cooler outside of our office at the uh, co-working where space. You are now, yeah. 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 But then I just, you know, me... Like this all luxury stuff. So I bought the crystal uh, <laughs> water jug and put the water in there so everyone can pour it on the glass. Just to be nice. It's just, it's just nice. Just to like. But in a way, this kind of thing doesn't cost that much more money. No. So why not do it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's good and it's cute. And we like buy all the tray and crystal and things like that. I think it's better than a beanbag chair. 100%. But it really is. Yeah. Yeah, in other words, no beanbag chairs. The ping pong table actually comes in kind of handy. Yeah. but Board games, so maybe. you can do it together. But I think if I, when I start hiring 100 people, mm. we're going to have the best possible food. Yeah. Because I think it's super important to people. Yeah. Right, and at Seven Peaks, they actually have a keg. Yeah. They've got a tap. Mm. You should have a tap. Yeah, I don't know about that. But we do have beers in free all the time. But I've been here a lot. Yeah. And I've never seen anybody drinking except... Irresponsibly. Well, I've never seen anybody drinking ever except for 5 o'clock, after 5 o'clock on a Friday. Right. That's what we do. Yeah, and that's why it's there. Yeah. But this is one of those things you were talking about before. It's like, I wanted it to be a little bit classier. Yeah. And that's what this is, I think. Yeah. 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 So maybe we have like a free flow champagne. I don't know. When are you going to decide where you're going to move? Um, so pretty soon because it's already to. cramp. Uh, but the lease is gonna be up in November. So November. Yeah. Do, do you sometimes ask the people with whom you're working? Because this is for hiring too, right? Yeah. In other words, if it's not near a BTS station, mm. or if people have to pay too much money to. Park. But that's what I said. Like, uh, Aso would be the the most strategic location for me for for the current people that are in the office. Sure. And new people because it has both BTS, MRT, and both. 
And a boat? Yeah. Where does the boat? The boat, the, the, the boat, the, the little asso klong to go to Central World, to Bangna, to Pakano, whatever. There's a boat too. Really? Yes. Where so, is it? I don't know how to explain it to you. Be f- next to the eye hospital in Asso Pet. So MRT oh. Petbury. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you can walk there. It's it's every everything is there. Yeah, don't underestimate Bangkok being the Venice of the um, of the far. A East, lot of right? people still travel by boat, so yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, I've been on that boat that goes from the Klong all yeah. the way down to um, oh, there's this restaurant called the Deck. I've heard, yeah, 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 by by the the temple, by the palace, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've been on I've been on the boat all the way there, yeah. Yeah, people travel by boat. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people don't know that. Mm. So when should we have you back? To learn more about NFQ well, as when it grows. So when we have a new office, I mean, yeah. you're going to talk to Lars, so you're going to learn more about the company through him, I guess. Are we going to put a studio in your office? Why not? If we if we move to a bigger office, we could. We could put a studio there. Yeah. yeah. And you can in, but you have to interview all of my people because every single one of them has different story and they're all fun. But that's the whole point of having these conversations is just to learn stuff. Yeah, you love them. They're like fun people, great people. I can't wait to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this today. No, thank you for having me again. More. More. (laughs) More. more. We can do more. (laughs) More. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Bye for now. Thank you.